Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,365. Today we're at the track with a returning guest here on Cars Yeah, a young racer who's going to share with us how his career has advanced over the last three years. Rev it up. At the end of a 24-hour race, if you have the car the ounce of energy left, you haven't done your job properly. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special returning guest calling in from beautiful Sammamis, Washington, just north of me here. I'm in Gig Harbor, Andrew Evans. Hey, Andrew, you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm all buckled up. Thanks for having me on, Mark. You bet. Andrew Evans is a young American race car driver currently competing in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship in the LMP2 category and He is the 2019 12-Hour of Sebring winner. Andrew raced in both Europe and the United States in 2017 and 2018. This included several podium finishes, a win, and numerous pole positions in the British LMP3 Cup with teammate and recently retired two-time All-Star MLB player C.J. Wilson. Andrew also raced select events in the IMSA Prototype Challenge Championship for the Charles Wicked. Am I saying that name right? Wicked? Yep, Charles Wick. Charles Wick. There you go. Racing and performance tech motorsports. Andrew is on track virtually every week as lead instructor for Performance Racing School in Seattle, a school past cars. Yeah, I guess Don Kitch owns and operates. That's the school I drove my first car on a track at speed. Don's a great guy. He also travels frequently to drive professionally at marketing events for auto manufacturers, including Jaguar and McLaren, where Andrew is a spokesperson. So, Andrew, you come a long way since you were last on Cars. Yeah, you were my guest number 77 way back in September of 2014, back when I was just kind of learning my craft and you were starting to learn your craft as a racer as well. But we helped each other through the laps of that talk. <laughs> I've told our listeners a little bit about you. Could you take a moment, share a little more about where you've come from in your career and a very obvious passion you have for racing? Yeah. So, again, thanks for having me on, Mark. Overall, my racing has been since the last time I talked with you, kind of skyrocketed, really. So oh, yeah, I started racing. Was, <laughs> so I started racing was about seven in uh, super karts and rose to national international ranks. I picked up for cars when I was age fourteen, roughly at the time I met you. 
And uh, since then, I've transitioned from open wheel to sports car racing, where I currently am making my living. I currently race in the WeatherTech uh, Championship in LMP2. We're currently leading the championship in points. The last race will be at Petit Le Mans in October. So we're doing pretty good. And as yeah. I said, I had a couple of years over in Europe, which were huge learning. And that was an incredible opportunity. Yeah, I tell you, as that saying goes, you may be too young for this, but there was a great ad campaign. You come a long way, baby. And definitely, you have come a long way, Andrew. And I wanted to give a shout out to a mutual friend and a mentor and a, a guy who's helped you, Dominic Dobson. He's a past race car driver, any car driver. I mean, the guy's driven just about everything. He's been in the show here twice. So you listeners that missed my talk with Dominic, go back and pick those up. But Dominic's been a, a key part in helping you reach many of your successes, right? Huge part. So I met Dominic when I was about 16. And at that time, I was still in open wheel. He actually came out to a race uh, called the uh, National Runoff, and where he saw me get second and break the track record at Laguna Sega. And after that, he wanted to go ahead and have a more formal role in my career for his mentorship and kind of management. And since then, he's been a huge part in my success. If it weren't for him, I wouldn't be here. So very grateful to Dominic and also Don Kitsch, uh, who you mentioned earlier as the owner of Performance Racing School. Um, he's also a big advocate since I was about seven or eight years old. Yeah. So um, between two of them, uh, they've really helped bring me to the next level. You know, no doubt. And this is great because motorsports is not just about the driver. So many of us just see a driver and we just see a one-person success story, but it's teamwork, and you've got to surround yourself with a lot of really talented people to be successful in anything in business, but especially racing. And that's why every time you see a driver get out of a car as one and talk to the press, it's never I. It's always we, 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 right? Always. It's, uh, yeah. you know, behind every driver, there's probably a team of several dozen people that got in there. Yeah, exactly. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or some kind of mantra. Uh, this is a nice way to get uh, the wheels smoking here on cars, yeah, Andrew. So, know you love to drive, so take the wheel. We'll see if your your mantra is the same as it was five years ago. Yeah, so it's actually changed a little bit. So, I actually one of my racing icons or heroes is somebody named Hurley Haywood, who you've actually yeah. had as a guest car, oh, on yeah. cars, yeah, a couple and times. So, yes, and I've actually got to copy his quote because I thought it was so good uh, when I listened cool. to it. At the end of a 24-hour race, if you get out of the car, the ounce of energy left, you haven't done your job properly. Yeah. I think it's a pretty great little summary on our world of motor racing, especially with endurance. So I'll have yeah. to copy him on that one. Yeah. No, Hurley's a great guy. I was very fortunate to get to meet him. Sean Cridlin, who did a book with Hurley, which is a fantastic biography of Hurley's life. Uh, you should get your hands on that book because it's fantastic. Sean is a photographer and a He's a record setter of his own. I mean, the guy set records in downhill ski racing. There's a great picture of him strapped to the top of a Porsche training uh, as this Porsche speeds across, I think it's the Bonneville Salt Flats, with him strapped to the top of it. It's insane. But uh, wow. that's great. I I love the fact that your your quote has evolved as you has evolved. And I want you to touch on that a little bit, Andrew, because it's so important in any career choice, especially racing that you grow. Obviously, you have to get better and better as you grow. And when I look at the picture I have of you in that first open wheel car on your show notes page in the Cars Yeah website, compared to what you're driving today, you are a guy who's evolved. No, yeah, definitely huge evolution. So since then, I mean, it's been a huge amount of like personal growth, not only from racing, but personal life. And so for me, it's kind of 
cool to kind of step back and kind of come back on cars. Yeah. And kind of look back to my previous answers like I did last night and kind of realize just how far we've come. So it's really cool. Um, especially when you look at what we're racing now, which is the top sports car championship in North America and around the world. Yeah. So, congratulations to you and the team. Yeah. For being uh ahead in the points here too. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. And I think it's interesting because you think about race car driving, I always say the reason the windshield is bigger than the rear view mirror is you never want to look back. You're always looking way down the track ahead at your career, but sometimes it's good to stop and look back. And I'm glad you were able to reflect back on our talk originally because you were a young, young man there and really just kind of getting started in your career. And as you and I have met at different venues in the past years, uh, definitely I see a much more mature man in you and a much more confident man. Not that you weren't confident, but just the maturity level and where you've come from. So again, kudos to you. I'm really excited to have you back. And I've lasted long enough to be able to have you back. So that's that's a little kudos to myself, I think, in some sense that uh, I'm up to, well, you were guest number 77 and now you're 1365. So uh, yeah, we have come a long way. That's for yeah, sure. A very long way. Congratulations, yeah, Mark. Cool. No, it's thank great you, to be thank back you. on this. Couldn't do it without great people like you and Dominic and Don and all the past guests I've had. I want to go back in time, though, and talk a little bit about what got you into racing, that uh, pivotal moment in your life when you went, you know what, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, as far as kind of my automotive journey, it's funny because a lot of people have kind of asked, so what was the moment that kind of clicked in your head that you want to be a race car driver? And to be honest, it's kind of a slow burn. Um, there wasn't necessarily one moment, but many. You know, I grew up around cars, my father, since I was old enough to walk. But really, uh, my first go-kart, uh, I was bought when I was seven years old. It was just kind of my dad and I, my little brother, going out to the racetrack with a little Subway sandwich in one hand and a tire wrench in the other um, every Tuesday and Thursday, right? And so it was kind of the original passion came from just spending time with my father and my family. And then eventually evolved into this aspect of, gosh, I'm really good at this, right? And I think I can actually have a go. And so I think the moment it really clicked was probably when I was about, gosh, how old was I? 13 or 14. And at that time, I had just competed in the biggest go-kart race in the world, uh, Scoos of Super Nationals down in Las Vegas, Nevada, and had the fastest lap time every session and got third, which, do I think I could have gotten the win? Yeah. But it was kind of that click in my head of, gosh, we could really do this. And that, I think, really set me off into the motion where I am right now. and. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, I've always had passion for cars and racing, but that was probably the moment it really clicked was uh, we can really do this. Well, I asked you last time you were on about a big challenge or a big failure you faced. And you talked about trying to get into professional motorsports as a professional athlete. I would assume since then, you've certainly faced some challenges. Picking racing as a career path, I don't know if you could pick anything more difficult to try to be successful at maybe acting. You know, you look at how many people act and how few are really successful or Professional athletes, there's another thing, and you are a professional athlete in the sense of motorsports. But why don't you pick one big challenge you faced during this last, since we last talked and here, that was maybe one of those times you went, oh man, this could be it. Am I going to be able to keep progressing forward? And walk us through that experience and tell us what you learned from it. Oh man, yeah. How many hours do we have, right? (laughs) Yeah, how many hours do we have? Um, Probably the biggest one was pretty recently, just like two and a half, three years ago now. So um, for 2017 and 18, I split time between Europe here and uh, the United States. So my first season of racing over in Europe was 
A, obviously going to be challenging just because I didn't know the tracks or any of the cars or the team. New teammate as well. Um, everything was great. Um, we had a great season. Um, we ended up with numerous pole positions, uh, wins, several podiums, despite not knowing any of the track. So from the outside, it was the dream season. These two Americans coming in and just crushing it over in Europe. But kind of the background of that was a lot more difficult than it seems from the outside. So this is 2017. So this is at the midst of the Brexit crisis over in the UK. And at that time, the US dollar to pounds was about a buck 28 when we started the season. Or I'm sorry, a buck 27. And so at that time, uh, I had a substantially subsidized ride with the team, had some great partners coming in to go ahead and cover what remaining expenses there were with operating costs. And we signed the contract. We began our testing before the first race. And at that time, the British pound exploded. It went up to about a buck 38 to buck 42, depending on the day. And so suddenly my budget went up about 15, 20% um, overnight. And at that time we didn't really account for any of that. And unfortunately throughout the season, it only went higher um, before, of course, at the very end dropping. So during that time, it was pretty difficult. I was looking at some figures, um, you know, in my emails and looking at invoices and, Realizing these are some pretty scary figures here. Yeah, we might not be able, I might not be able to get out of this. So I'll never forget just kind of taking a train from uh, our driver sim training up in Derby, England. For for your listeners that know England, uh, it's just outside Oxford, probably one of my favorite cities in the world. So I was taking the train from there back down to London for a plane flight, and I was thinking to myself, Andrew, if you actually make it through this. You're buying yeah. a lot of land up in Kelowna, BC. You're living off the land. You are never touching a race car again, which never actually happened. But in the end, ended up okay overall because of three, four businesses and people that really kind of stepped up and helped out. Mm-hmm. But really, that was kind of the time where things were looking pretty bad. I mean, like you're looking at your pocket like 50 pounds and you're like, okay, we're going to stretch this for my grocery bill at Tesco for the next couple of weeks. You know, eating, I'm going to be eating top ramen for the next two weeks. It was truly, it was, it was a truly starting race car driver moment. And it was, it was pretty scary looking at those kind of loans and figures, right? But it all worked out. And really, that was kind of the season that really elevated my career to the next level. And without it, I wouldn't be where I am today competing in what is called LMP2, the top, one of the top wow. categories in international motor racing. So looking back, I'm very grateful for that season. But likewise, it was one of those moments where financially, you really stretch yourself and um, you you think to yourself, man, I'm not sure we're going to make it out of this. But yeah, wow. That was a long story. Well, short. You, no, you know, it's, I've heard this from many, many race car drivers. It's financing racing and sponsorships and all that is way different than what it used to be all about. And uh, when you start getting into things that have, you have no control over and you look at, you know, two and a half, three years ago, Brexit, and they still haven't figured that out. It's still a big problem. Uh, for how they're going to weave their way through this, or if even, if it's ever going to happen, I think. But uh, and you look right. where the pound a dollar is now. I mean, uh, you would have loved that back then. But it, yeah, it's oh, uh, it's loved uh, that back then. Yeah, oh, it would have helped you a lot more. <laughs> would have increased your uh, your income level by thirty percent instead of the flip flop. So, well, it's a wonderful story, and the fact that you know sometimes going through these things, you have to go through these things to value what you have and. Be innovative and figure out ways to get out of it because businesses go through it all the time with stretching growth and so forth, and they've got to come up with capital or 
new facilities or new products or parts, whatever it might be. So uh, yeah, it's just part of the game. Well, let's have a little bit of fun instead of dwelling on some misery and talk about your first really special race car. Now, when I had you on the show before, you talked about a car named Wilson, a green Formula yeah. 2000 race car. I'm guessing by now, maybe there's another special race car that's come up in your life that you really, really enjoy. You know, that one is actually still pretty, pretty far up down the list. Uh, <laughs> Wilson, the, the green car. Yeah. So that was a pretty great little thing. So that was actually the car that I drove to win the Formula 2000 championship, which was my first car championship. A and B, it was just uh, one of those special memories because I still had my parents coming out to all the races and uh, we were able to kind of share that, those memories together. So Wilson's up there and realistically some of my early go-kart. Absolutely. Well, I always ask people about a seller's remorse story. Now, by now, you know, you're old enough to actually have a driver's license. Pretty funny you're racing if you had a street driver's <laughs> right. license. Have you had a street car? I mean, you into street cars very much, or do you get all your, your yahoos out on the track and you, street car driving is kind of boring and blasé for you? No. I mean, I, I love collector cars. I love uh, everyday vehicles. I mean, as far as seller's remorse, you know, I, I think uh, looking back to my first car when I was uh, 15, 16, it scratched together some cash just from mowing lawns and doing some on end jobs. And a uh, little for my dad, it was a 2000 Volkswagen Golf. The AC unit went out after the first two months of ownership. Stereo system would kind of fall out if you accelerate too fast. But I kind of, I, <laughs> it had all of 150 horsepower. Uh, it was a little two liter engine. But I mean, that's one of those cars I, I love to have back in my garage. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just a fun little vehicle. Bought it for, you know, like, what, $2,000? Sold mm-hmm. it for 1000 But yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of those things that, looking back, is just kind of fond memories of your first car, right? Driving through Absolutely. Seattle for the first time. Yeah, very cool. Well, I would love for you to talk about what has you excited and fired up right now with the, in the LMP2 racing circuit about team the fact that you guys are ahead in points, you've got uh, your last race coming up here in October. Uh, we'll be rooting for you. So tell us what has you excited and fired up about this season. And then if there's anything you can share of looking way down the road, maybe 2020, what are you looking forward to there? Yeah. So obviously we're really excited going to will be my final race of the season, the Le Mans in October. So that's a, a huge race, 200,000 spectators. We've got a pretty good chance at uh, wrapping up the championship there. So we're very excited, A. And then B, um, looking down the road past the season, still up in the air. Um, we may return over to Europe. I may stay here in the United States in LMP2, largely dependent on what the sanctioning body, IMSA, here in North America decides to do with our category, which is LMP2. Depending on what they decide, we'll go and make a decision probably closer to the end of the year. But my goal is to, again, remain one of the top prototype drivers in the United States and abroad. Um, and that that means staying in the LMP2 category or perhaps moving up to Daytona prototype. So to be determined, very excited though. Outside of racing, still working a lot with um, automotive manufacturers, including McLaren and Jaguar predominantly for their racing programs. So that's been very exciting, uh, especially with McLaren coming back to North America with their pure driving events, expanding out to tracks like Indianapolis, Thermal, uh, Coda. So very excited about that program kind of taking off here in the next year, year and a half. Very cool. Shout out to your racing team. Can you talk a little bit about the name of the team, the people you drive with? Yeah. So I drive with Performance Tech Motorsports based out of Deerfield Beach, Florida. Awesome team. Started by Brent O'Neill back in the late 90s. Since then, he's pretty much built this tiny little shop in Florida 
this internationally competitive uh, race team. With my teammates, I've got a very strong young driver who's about my age uh, named Kyle Masson, who's been racing in IMSA for probably three or four years now, is a very qualified driver. And we have another named Cameron Castles uh, from BC, so just north of the border from where, where I am. Uh, Cameron's doing an awesome job. It's his first season in LMP2 and uh, has been an exceptional driver. Overall, um, the team is powered by it's actually really cool through innovative uh, medical technology. So Sentinel Spine is our largest partner on the team. Masan um, Spine Institute, which basically pioneers spinal uh, reconstructive surgery and Orlando Health. So the team as a whole has really been able to go ahead and take the technologies that are applied in prototype racing and apply them towards the medical industry. It's been great applications just uh, from metaphorical, but also literal sense. And just that we have such minute details that when you come out to the racetrack, you look at it, very reminiscent of a uh, surgical or operation room. So it's been very cool having uh, their partners and their customers come out to the racetrack and get to enjoy the same passion that we have. So, yeah. Yep. This is cool. You know, what's, yeah, what's interesting to me too is the tie in with the medical industry. And then, of course, going back to Don Kitch and uh, his racing teams he's had in the past and how they support money for children's. Um, sounds like you stayed somewhat on the same tact, if you will, in respects to the fact that we've got the medical industry tying into a motorsports team, promoting that. Of course, you know, we're all, it's all, health is important for everybody, no matter your race car driver or anybody in life. So that's kind of interesting to me. Certainly. And actually, um, similar to what Don Kitch did with the Children's Hospital, our team is closely aligned with Be the Match. So for those of you that don't know, it, they're one of the global leaders in bone marrow, uh, transplants. So if you want to learn okay. more, uh, you can go to bethematch.org. We closely partner with them largely due to the Masson Spine Institute, who are big advocates and partners of them. And since then, we've uh, had several brand ambassadors who have really had their lives change from Be The Match, come out to the racetrack, and uh, kind of spread their message around the IMSA paddock and across North American motorsports. So we're really proud to kind of have elevated that platform and kind of bring back nonprofits into racing. Yeah. That's very cool. Awesome. Well, Andrew, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Here sponsors. And I remind our listeners, I'll make sure I put all of these sponsors of the Performance Tech Motorsports team on Andrew's show notes page. So you can link to those and learn all about them. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10 percent off your order that's edelbrock automotive performance since 1938 you take care of your cars but who takes care of your investments tune-ups aren't just for engines updating your financial plan is important too your gps may take you from a to b but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom for that you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. 
For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at com. All right, Andrew, we are back and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. If you were a vehicle, if you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested into a car, what would Andrew be and why? <laughs> I think you asked this last time as well. I mean, I would, I'd probably come back as an old BMC Mini. It's fun, it's practical, and lights go fast. So I, <laughs> I like I'd it. probably pick that. It's a sporty little car. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. how I manifest myself. There you go. All right, we're entering the last lap. This is a place you've been many times. The white flag is out. Your foot is at the floor. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that mini throttle. So here we go. <laughs> What's the best racing advice you've ever received? Um, Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, in, in all honesty, I, I'd probably say um, stay passionate and uh, be persistent. That's probably yeah. the wisest words I've heard. Well, especially for endurance racing. Talk about uh, passion and persistence. You can go back to Hurley Haywood for a whole boatload of that. Uh, oh, with all I'm the successes, sure. Yeah, that he's had with endurance racing and that you've had and you will have in your career for sure. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many racing successes over the years? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, I think. Going back to what I just said, I think persistence has been the largest one. You dial for, I think largely the biggest thing is just, uh, you know, four phone calls and three emails a day at least, right? To go ahead and uh, remain with funding or finding opportunities in motor racing. So I think A, the persistence and B, just, uh, you know, not giving up on your passion. Yeah, definitely. How about a resource? Is there one you'd like to share with our listeners that you are fond of? Yeah, I mean, I think some of the largest resources uh, out there is just keeping up to date with motor racing. I mean, racer.com is a great one for all of us involved in uh, racing, keeping up with the news. And then B, I think that with Ross Bentley's Speed Secrets, I think there's some great books, um, especially for our listeners that are just being involved in racing. They teach you some of the greatest tips, um, tools coming into a race car, and kind of a guidance in the overall professional motorsports business. Yeah, Ross is a, another past guest here on Cars, yeah. He's just a little north of me. Uh, I'm in Gig Harbor, Washington. He's just up the road. Uh, he has a podcast now, too, that you can enjoy. So go to uh, Ross Bentley Speed Secrets, his website. You can check that out. You can sign up. You can get his weekly emails, which are very, very cool if you like racing, driving. Uh, even if you're a weekend kind of driving guy with clubs and stuff, you can learn a lot from Ross. First time I wanted to go racing, someone bought me a copy of his Speed Secrets book. Still have it. It was very, very helpful. Uh, I never got up into the higher echelons like you, so uh, I'm not quite that fast. I was just an old vintage <laughs> race car guy, but, uh, you know, he can help you on all different levels. If I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? You know, there's, there's probably two. Uh, deceased, 
uh, Graham Hill, love to love to meet and have a discussion with. As far as recently, Hurley Haywood is one of my largest racing icons or people I kind of look up to. Love to have a drink with him someday and just kind of discuss his racing life and his personal life. That'd be pretty cool. He's such a nice guy too, so we'll have to try to figure out a way to set that up. How about a book? Is there a book you've read you think our listeners would enjoy reading? Yeah, Art of Racing the Rain uh, by Garth Stein. Awesome book. And for those who don't know, it's coming out into a major motion picture too in September. So yeah, worth picking up yeah. the book and going out to the movie theater. Definitely. It's it's a great book. The audio book is fantastic. Uh, Garth has been a guest here on Cars Yes. Yeah, so you can go back and listen to him talk about how that book came to be. And back when I had him on the show, the idea of a movie was just kind of a dream. So uh, here we go. Now we're in 2019, and uh, that dream will come true. I'm looking forward to watching that as well. I hope it lives up to the book, because the book is absolutely fantastic. Bring a box of Kleenex, because if you don't cry at this movie, you got something wrong with you, I think. So, uh, no, it's seriously be, wrong. It's <laughs> going to be a tearjerker for sure. You can find all these links on Andrew's show notes page. You can go back and listen to my talk with him when he was five years younger, so you can see where he's come from here. In a variety of ways, just go to carsyad.com, type in Andrew Evans, and this show and the other show are up there with Shono's page with all these great links he shared today. All right, Andrew, I'm going to ask you this question again. We'll see if it's changed from the past uh, answer. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet today, or race car. It doesn't matter what it is, but there's some rules to this game. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other race cars with. You have to drive it. No garage queens here at Cars Yeah. And it's the only collector car, vintage car, vintage race car that you can have. So you need to choose very wisely. So what's it going to be? You know, it's probably changed. I would, I would pick a Series 1 E-Type. A little Jag. Oh, okay. Love those cars. Now, yep. Yeah, why a Series 1 Jaguar? I mean, I know why, because of the most beautiful car in the world, according to Enzo <laughs> Ferrari. But uh, yeah, what, what is it about that car that, that you love so much? Um, beyond that, that was actually the first, I mean, true vintage car I ever got to drive, uh, when I was 16. And since then, I've had a lot of opportunities to kind of drive them on track and in the road. And it's got a lot of emotional value to me, uh, just kind of looking back. And then, yeah, it's just an awesome car. I mean, it's beautiful. As Enzo Ferrari uh, said, most beautiful car ever produced. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty nice. What color would you like to have? I, I would love a red, black interior, but red I'm not picky black. at this okay. point. <laughs> okay, well, good. That'll make it a little bit easier for <laughs> a me. A little bit easier, find, right? <laughs> find the right, yeah, exactly. Well, and of course, the Series 1 are kind of the coveted collectible cars, you know, just because it was when they first came out, they were so much more simple and beautiful. Uh, yeah, uh, you picked a really beautiful car, here. Well, for you listeners out there, we're not going to give away what he chose the first time. You're going to have to go back and listen to his talk with me so you can see just how his uh, taste has evolved over the last five years, right? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Andrew, you've taken me on some great rides, uh, great laps today. I knew this would be fun. Really enjoyed catching up with you today. I want to thank you for returning to Cars Yeah to share where your journey has brought you. So proud of what you've done over the years. Really fantastic. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off from the sunset in that beautiful red Jaguar E-Type? Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing is just enjoying your passion with others, um, whether it be racing, collecting cars, Surround yourself with people that you enjoy spending time with and appreciate your passion. Otherwise, it's a pretty lonely world out there without them. So have fun, enjoy it with others, and kind of get back when you can. Well, exactly what you've done for us today, Andrew. So I appreciate that. What are the best ways for our listeners to follow along with your racing career? Yeah, so you can go ahead and go on my website, 
andrewevansracing.com or go on Instagram, Andrew A. Evans, or also follow us on Facebook, Andrew Evans Racing US for all the race, latest racing updates. You can also go ahead and follow us on NBC Sports during the IMSA WeatherTech weekend. Just look for the uh, black and yellow number 38 LMP2 car at Performance Tech Motorsports. There you go. Well, listeners, I encourage you to follow this young man along in his racing career. He's doing some really amazing things. Congratulations to you and your team uh, for where you're standing right now. I'll be rooting you on this October when you do your final race there. Listeners, thanks for piping in today. This has been really fun for me to have a guest back. I always like having people back after a period of time to see where they've evolved, and you certainly have come a long way. Thanks for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks a lot, Mark. You're welcome, Andrew. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!